0: Welcome to the PM Power Podcast, where Darren Hunter from Inspired Growth Training interviews some of the world's best property management experts to give you real solutions to the biggest issues property managers struggle with everywhere. For 25 ways to control office interruptions so you can slam through more tasks faster, go to pmpowerkeys.com. Hi everyone, Darren Hunter here. Before we get into the podcast, I just want to do a quick shout out for BMT tax depreciation reports. Now, for my two rental properties, I've had a BMT tax depreciation report done on those. And at tax time, I can get up to $25,000 worth of tax deductions. That's a lot of money. And for your property owners, would you believe a lot of them don't know the savings that they can be getting? And every rental property can still have some type of tax depreciation. So get in contact with the guys at BMT. Talk to them about how you as a property manager and a property management agency can be serving your clients in Australia about getting the maximum tax deductions for their rental properties. Take care. Hi everyone, it is Darren Hunter here and welcome to the PM Power podcast show where we're really focusing on property managers and the key problems, issues and struggles that we have in property management. Now, I want to do a big welcome today to Esther Nielsen. Thank you so much Hi. for being on the show.
1: Thank you. Well, Happy to be here.
0: Now, Esther, I remember many, many years ago, <laughs> I was uh, a... Uh, running a panel on a stage at a conference in Perth. And of course, that's where you're from. And I remember sitting there thinking uh, as I was interviewing you, this lady is like really, really good. And (laughs) I even whispered to you and I said, what, do you remember what I told you?
1: You said to me, I can see trainer in you.
0: Yeah, I can see a trainer in you, absolutely. So I'm really pleased that you're on the show today, um, and we are going to talk about a massive pain point: is how to effectively deal with emails and phone calls. Now, a little bit about Esther. Esther Nilsson is actually department head with GLC Residential. Is that right? Residential, That's correct. Based in Perth, and um, also managing a, a portfolio of properties yourself, but also managing the team. So, you know, a big job. And Esther, you first started in 2011. So I'm really thinking if I'm actually saying this lady is really, really good in property management, like in 2013 or 12 or whatever, that's amazing. So um, yeah, well, let's talk about uh, emails and phone calls. Actually, before I do, everybody, we've released a, a book that's going to help you Um, which is my best time management and stress management overcoming burnout tips. So go to PM power keys dot com that's pmpowerkeys.com you can get your book there we're actually giving away the book for free if you're happy just to pay for our cost to get it to you Um, and also while you're there um, you can download a guide on just about every tip that i know and how you can eliminate office interruptions because quite frankly esther if we're going to talk about um, handling phone calls handling emails and mastering that as a property manager, we've got to get good um, on eliminating interruptions because this sort of work has to be done in a space where we're not getting peppered with distractions, people calling us, phoning, all this. We have to get to a place where we can actually be um, not distracted. So go to pmpowerkeys.com for my guide on reducing and eliminating um, interruptions in the office. But Esther, let's talk about... Um, emails first and um, it's such a big issue. I mean, how many emails do property managers typically get hit with every day?
1: It can just vary from, it depends on the portfolio and the demographic of the properties and the people that you're managing. So you could get anything from 10 overnight to 50 overnight. And then of course you're responding to them during the day and then you're getting the responses back. So it's an ongoing thing. Um, throughout the course of your whole day. So learning to manage, um, you know, in your responses, I guess, um, where you can eliminate continual uh, communication happening all the time. Um, Perhaps something should be answered with a phone call rather than a response by email or stop more emails coming through. Um, But yeah, it just does depend and depends on how the quality, I guess, of your responses as to whether you're gonna settle the matter in one response or, or that somebody's gonna come back to you with further questions. Mm.
0: And, and I think there's another issue here is that a lot of property managers put on themselves, Esther, they put on themselves anxiety and stress in mm. that they know that um, the owners and the tenants have, they have this perception that the property manager is there at the keyboard, waiting for their email to arrive, Mm. and then they get upset when they don't actually get a response. So I just want to throw in a tip, everybody, make sure you have your auto responder on 24 seven. Now I just heard you say, oh, but no, well, what about, that's just for annual leave or when I'm I'm sick? No, no, have it on 24 seven because If when the email arrives, if you can actually give your right expectations at that point that they've sent the email on how you're going to deal with it, then they're going to see okay, well, you're not there at the keyboard and they're going to follow by your guidelines, your control, your agenda. But if not, now you're at the mercy of their agenda and that's what causes the stress. And the anxiety, and you probably have words along the lines of, um, Hi, property management keeps me really, really busy and out of the office. It's very, very hard for me to return um, uh, emails um, within a set time frame. However, please know I will get back to you within 24 hours, or if it's an emergency call, this number key or something like that. So set your right expectations, take the burden off your back um, of this self imposed. Um, anxiety about your expectation and getting back to these people quickly. You don't need to um, worry about that burden when you're setting right expectations through an order responder. But Esther, let's go over to you. Enough of that. And let's go over to you and let's talk about emails because um, you've actually got a a 4D system we're going to talk about, um, which is your method on dealing quickly, dealing and sorting emails. Um, But let's talk about, you did talk about, the importance of preparation first, tell me about that.
1: Okay, so if you wanna use a bit of a chefy term, it's called mise en place. So basically uh, you'll be preparing yourself for the day. So you talked about um, earlier uh, having a quiet time. So maybe it's necessary to come in that little bit early when nobody's here, and then you can open up your inbox and start preparing your day. So basically you're scanning your inbox and having a look and seeing at the content um, and then applying these four Ds, which we'll get into. So like a chef comes in prior to a service, they'll chop their vegetables and get everything ready. This is basically what you're doing for your day. So if you do that, you're actually mentally prepared for what's coming ahead and you're not going to sit there and panic and have anxiety about um, you know, all these emails that are there and what am I? what's my agenda for today. If you just come in, Quietly do your mise en plus, set yourself up for the day, uh, then you have a greater understanding of of your day ahead and you'll be a lot more organized.
0: So I really like that mise en play is what you, you you called it, correct? And mise
1: en plus, yes.
0: Mise en place. Okay. And, and I'm, I can't speak French. I love <laughs> Your analogy, though, around getting prepared. And I also like talking about getting your day ready with your tasks. It's a bit like a, 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 a you know, a person that's, um, you know, the ax man, the one that tr- chops down the tree, the, um, oh, goodness, what do you call them, logger or whatever? I, the tree lopper. Yeah, tree, tree lopper or... Um, um, Goodness, I, this term escapes me. I'm sure people are yelling at me and in their car right now. But um, yeah, they get their axe sharpened and they put the time into getting themselves prepared before the actual work starts. So well done. I think it's really important. And for myself, when I was in property management, I would come in early. I preferred to come in early, mm, um, get on top of things. So I've come you know, the office opening, I was flying, you know, I was warmed up, I was flying, the, the, the kitchen was cooking. And I do like the analogy of the chef. And I've always likened a chef's uh, kitchen and all the stress and the pressure going on is very similar to a property management department. So it's actually uh, interesting that you picked that analogy. But mm-hmm. let's get into the four Ds. Tell us about that.
1: Okay, so the four Ds is pretty much part of um, outlook management of I use outlook. So the four Ds are to delegate, to diarise, uh, delete, and to do it. So within each of those components, let's have a look um, at do it. I probably need to look at that one first because the premise behind that is that you're looking for any urgent maintenance, um, if there are any major or difficult issues, and that analogy, you know, from the book Eat That Frog, so those big chunky things that are going to cost your time and they're probably going to cost your energy and perhaps a little bit of stress as well they're the ones that you need to clear out and get it out of the way first and going back to coming in early and sort of prepping yourself before everybody else is here and before the phones start ringing these are the times that you can actually um, compose yourself and respond to these things appropriately because you've got the time and the the space to do that Um, so let's go back to delete. So going through your inbox, especially if you're taking over a portfolio, there might be a lot of um, junk mail that's coming through. So unsubscribe to everything that you don't need and, and get rid of it. Just delete it from your inbox. Um, you can also save your emails into your system. Now, depending on what system you use, I always uh, save my emails either into PropertyMe or Property Tree. If you don't have those cloud-based systems that enable you to store that or file smart, and you have folders on the side um, for each property, then put it into there and then delete it from your inbox. The other one is delegate. Now, you know we we're busy, and you might have um, of either a virtual assistant or a property management assistant that helps you out. So if there's little tasks that they can do. Don't leave the onerous burden on yourself. Delegate it to somebody else. Nobody's gonna think badly of you. We we don't always have time to do everything. So, and we don't know everything either. So we can always ask people for help if we need to um, and shoot those through. Um, And the other one is diarise. Now, when we're going through and scanning, we might work out that this particular email I can respond to tomorrow, or it's an instruction that maybe can wait till next week. And so we don't need to do that now. So let's not put that on our shoulders for now. Under Outlook Management, there are tasks. Now I use those tasks a lot and I can actually drag that email into a task and I can put running notes in there and then change the date. So it's out of my inbox and it's in a task and I'll get to it when I need to. I don't need to do it straight away. Mm. So that's basically the premise of those uh, four Ds, delegate, diarise, delete, and do it, which is the Nike principle.
0: No, that's really good. And I I, personally, I don't use Outlook. I haven't used Outlook for many, many years. I use Gmail. One of the functions on Gmail, which no doubt is mirrored also, um, on Outlook is where an email comes in. And if you don't, you think, well, hang on, I don't really need to look at that till next week or whatever. You can actually snooze it. Um, Mm. So for it to pop up again at the time that you want to see it. But I really love the click and drag over to the tasks so you can turn that email very quickly into a task, of course, sync it up to your phone and there it is. So um, you've always got the, the, the running list of tasks. You can prioritize it um, to when that task needs to be done, whether it's today or whether it's next week or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I think also out there, people get to know your inbox, get to know the features, get onto YouTube, yes. learn all of the tricks, learn all of the, all of the the strategies that you can use to become more effective and efficient because people, the more organized you are, the more dedicated to being prepared that you are, the more you are going to be on top of things. And when you're on top of things, you have a sense of control. All this is about being in control. Also, you want to feel confident. This is what mental health good mental health is all about, all right? You wanna be the person in control. It's when you're out of control that causes stress. So some really good points there. Now, you've also got some tips for us.
1: Yes, I do. There's a few little tips. Now, we get our um, applications for properties emailed through and depending on, um, you know, what, what uh, system you're using, it's it's all relative. So, I actually categorise some of my emails into different colours. So, for example, my applications, I've got a specific colour and I categorise that. And then that puts it all down the bottom of the the inbox list. And then I can minimise that. So I don't need to look at it right now. I can minimise it so I'm not seeing another 10 emails. It's it's just a colour showing applications, for example or I have worked in a team environment where we shared an email. So it was a team and there was five or six of us that had access to this particular inbox. And so as part of delegating these uh, emails to various staff members, we each had a color. So we would categorize them to different people and then we could minimize what we didn't need to look at. So that's another tip for if you're working in a team, sharing an inbox. Um, you can also set up rules so that if you're getting particular emails coming through and you know you don't need to be looking at them straight away, rather than you have to physically move them, you can go in the back door and set up a rule via um, an email address or a particular word or phrase and set up a folder on the side and that rule, every time an email comes in, will automatically file that into the folder so that you don't have to and you can look at it later. And um, you've already mentioned about the out-of-office things setting up. Um, I would say limit the information that you're putting on there and when you'll be back. But I think the important thing is when we're putting these out-of-offices on and we're saying we'll respond within 24 hours or whatever it may be, that we do respond within that time frame. And I think some of the angst from owners and tenants can come across when we're not responding within the time frame that we're saying and you mentioned at the start about expectations and that's a big thing and I think we need to be educating the owners and the tenants when we're taking on a management or when we're taking on a new tenancy that's the time we're educating them saying look just so you know this is our um, our setup this is what we do we have this out of office on, because obviously we're quite busy and we can't respond all the time, so that they're not expecting you uh, to be responding within five seconds of receiving their email.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, Expectations are so important. People remember if you're getting emails from people and you're not setting right expectations when the email arrives through an autoresponder, now you're at the mercy of their expectation and they have this unreasonable expectation that you're at your keyboard and they're thinking in their mind, okay, I'm probably going to get something back within a couple of hours. If they don't get anything back within a couple of hours, they start to get upset. But you're left wondering, well, why are these people have these unreasonable expectations? Because you're running by their expectation. So you need to impose your agenda your expectation using an autoresponder when you're going to get back. And as Esther said, make sure that you do get back within that expectation. It's just when things occur outside of expectations, that's when conflict and stress and issues are caused. 95% of conflict in property management is caused by things Occurring outside of somebody's expectation. All righty. So we've got to get very clear on that. Well done, Esther. Really, really important with tenants, owners, and tradespeople around mm. communication at the start of the relationship. And we know, for example, we're signing up a tenant. And we say to the tenant, look, we expect you to do this, 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 and this. We don't want you phoning with repairs. We want you to go to this portal and do this. They're more likely to do that. Why? Because you've set your agenda with them at the start. There's so many different things, including communication. You can get right, but it's all about the start of that relationship with your induction with your owners, tenants, and of course, your tradespeople. With our American listeners and viewers, tradespeople is the term we use. You use the term vendors. Same deal. All right, Esther, let's move on. Um, I think we've covered really well emails. We've talked about the importance of getting prepared and with your awesome chef analogy. Don't ask me to say um, that term
1: again. (laughs) Yes, that's okay. I just wanted to kind of just add to wrap that up is that, you know, by using this method, I can leave the office almost every day with an empty inbox. And But it, it does take time to sort of um, get the hang of the system. So if people are doing it, uh, don't stress if you're not, you'll get there. Uh, and at the end of the day as well, when I'm talking about dragging emails into tasks, uh, if you do have a few emails at the end of the day, drag it into a task ready for tomorrow and then you've got your empty inbox and you've got it sitting in your task ready for the next day.
0: So Esther, this is an incredible um, feat. You know, very, very rarely have I ever heard of a property manager having an, a, 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 an empty inbox. Um, mm. I know property managers out there that have thousands of emails. And <laughs> um, so, so how often in a month period would you leave with an empty inbox?
1: Uh, most days i do that's amazing Uh, congratulations
0: thank you that does prove that you have emails under control so everybody remember if you want to get different results you've got to do things differently and you also have to believe that you need to do things differently too if you want to get those sort of results so i really like that again we talked about preparation we talked about the four d's which are do it. I think you had written down the Nike principle, do it. Correct. Yep. Um, you had um, then next, you had delete. So get rid of those uh, emails that you know, you're never ever going to read those newsletters. Of course, don't delete the IGT emails, please. No. <laughs> but, uh, but delete emails, uh, you know you're gonna have no use for. Um, unsubscribe, so they're not coming back. You don't wanna see that email again, so unsubscribe. And of course, delegate, you talked about delegating to an assistant or to a virtual assistant as well. And diarizing, I love your you know, um, diarizing things, but shooting an email and turning it into a task. For mm. our Gmail users out there, you can do that same thing with the GQ's plugin. Alrighty. So look at GQs. Q-U-E-U-E-S. GQs is a great um, uh, app and platform and plugin. And it's sort of the pimped up version of Google Tasks. So it's a better version of that. Okay, well, let's move on. Let's talk about now we're talking about emails and getting emails under control. In fact, people, if you uh, put into practice what Esther has just taught you, you should also have an empty email inbox but let's now talk about phone calls this is the other bane of property managers mm. and those drafted phone calls so <laughs> let's start with that esther and how do you take control
1: okay so i guess on the back of the emails another thing is is the expectations, you know setting that up um, and handling the call volume you know you need to be confident um, with yourself um, when you're talking to people And it's all about the dialogue that you use. So we need to be professional in our language. And something that I've noted, I guess over time is that, um, you know, the professionalism in some language and dialogue has, you know, suffered, I guess, I I don't know why, but uh, maybe that's just the way I was brought up. And I think if you're using professional language, you become a person of trust to who you're speaking with. So they're going to believe what you're saying, and you can you can pretty much wrap up a conversation quite quickly um, when, you're, when you're confident and you're speaking and using your knowledge. Um, the other thing when I was talking about emails and doing my mise en plus and coming in early, um, it's always good to get those difficult phone calls out of the way when there's nobody else in the office. You'll feel a lot more confident, nobody's listening to you, nobody's sitting there, you know, over overhearing you. Um, or if there's a difficult call that you are not confident about making, instead of fluffing along, just maybe perhaps have the courage to ask your licensee or your principal or your head of department, and just say, look, this is the situation. Can you please make the phone call for me? And there's no harm in doing that. Um, So uh, that's another tip. Um, I've talked about setting the ground rules and expectations um, with your landlords and tenants on your availability. Um, that's really important. And if a call comes through to you from another staff member or receptionist and you're not in a position to take it or you don't want to take it at that time, be confident to say, can you please take a message? I'm not in a position to take the call at the moment. Don't feel obligated to receive every phone call that comes through. I've worked um, at a place where I was managing 225 properties and I was almost constantly on the phone at some point. As soon as I'd hang up, the receptionist would just bang another call through. And I didn't even have time to compose myself or make a note from the last phone call. So you have to put your foot down and just be confident and say, no, I'm not answering that call right now. They don't know that you're here. You're not there. You know, you, you could be in the ladies room or something. So uh, don't feel obligated to take that call right then and there. Um, And if you're out on the road on appointments, you know, you should be concentrating on your routine inspections or whatever you're doing. So if you're at a routine inspection or at a home open and the phone rings, don't answer it. The office should only be calling you if there's an emergency. They know that you're out and about. So don't answer the phone call. Wait until you're in your car between between appointments. You can always double check your emails or or your phone calls then. Um, and make an urgent call. Don't don't call back for any um, little reason, only if it's urgent. Concentrate on what you're doing when you're out there and you can deal with the calls um, all at once when you're back in the office. Um, The other thing I had noted down was, yeah, we we can actually be our own worst enemy um, by not setting expectations for our clients, but also for ourselves. So, again, it comes back to being confident in saying, no, I'll deal with that later at a later time. So, if you can't control yourself, then you can't control um, other people, basically. So, I think you've mentioned that before and the importance of being in control. And, yeah, just saying no, not now is so empowering. So, once you get into the hang of it, you start saying it. It'll be easier and easier the next time and you'll be able to claw back some control then.
0: Yeah, and I think I'd like to add also that this tip's going to help you too and some great teaching there, Esther, well done, Um, is in the COVID age, it's really um, hammered just about everybody into using the Zoom platform, and of course, Zoom has done very, 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 very <laughs> yeah. well out of this this period here, and 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 uh, as, as some other businesses have done too. But it it does actually make the use of Zoom a lot more familiar with people. So what I'm saying is that um, that leads on to me saying I hate phone tag, I can't stand it. I find the game of phone tag where you're calling someone, they're not available, goes through their message bank, you leave a message, they call back, goes to your message bank, and so, so the game continues. It can be very inefficient um, in doing that. So what I would do, I would refuse to play the game of phone tag and I would get myself, I've got a subscription. You can actually get a free subscription on Calendly. That's Calend, as in the calendar, Calendly.com, Calendly dot com a free subscription and it, uh, it connects an online platform to your diary. You can actually um, uh, instigate when if you give out a link to your diary, like a fifteen minute interval, they can then book into your diary anywhere that you allow those time frames to be booked in. And they book in their name, their phone number. But I also integrate my Zoom account as well. So when they um, they book in. Um, a Zoom link is automatically generated into their diary. The Calendly platform sends them reminders, and so if I also say to people at the start, "Hey, look, here's my diary link. Um, can you please book in a time? I want to chat." They book in a time that's going to suit them. I also say, "By the way, a Zoom link will be generated in the appointment. I'll see you on Zoom." Um, just about 95% of the time, I only have to click on that link, come that time, whether I'm on my phone, on my iPad, on my desktop, I can talk to those people and they're there because everybody now more or less understands what Zoom is. Now, I'm sure you'll have some tenants and some owners that may not work for and you simply give them a phone call because their number will also be in the calendar appointment. But that's how I overcome phone tag, Esther. Yeah, Um,
1: that's, that's great. And can I just add into that, um, and I'm talking about confidence and dialogue on the phone. It's easy for us to sort of have a particular conversation when we can't see the other person. So if we are going into a Zoom kind of communication um, where you can actually physically see the other person and they can see you, how we handle ourselves and our facial expressions and not getting thrown off by theirs or the dialogue they're coming back to us, it comes back to confidence as well. So if you can start you know being a lot more confident with your communications and, and upskilling your dialogues, um, that will stand you in good stead for those kind of Zoom conversations as well. Otherwise some people can find that a little bit intimidating. So maybe just have a practice with staff members in the office before you do that if you're not familiar with it.
0: Mm, mm, no, that's cool. And mm. what, what, when you're inducting owners and inducting tenants, what is the expectation you give to them about returning emails and returning phone calls? What sort of timeframes do you give them as a reasonable expectation?
1: To be honest, I personally actually don't give them a time frame. I just say to them, look, you know, I'm in and out of the office with appointments all the time. So I'm not always sitting at my desk. I will get back to you. Um, So there's no point in you emailing me again and then ringing me because I haven't come back to you. I have got your emails. I have read them or I will get to them. Um, And I'm actually quite firm um, straight at the start with regards to that. So they know. Um, But, you know, if, if you say to someone, look, I I'm not able to answer your call right now, or I'm not able to answer your email this afternoon because I'm out of the office and I've got my out of office on. I will get back to you um, by one o'clock tomorrow because I'm out of the office in the morning. So just making sure that they know I'm not always sitting at my desk able to respond to them um, and they understand. So I think that's the important thing, just setting the expectations. You don't always have to give a time frame because then you are actually. You know, limiting yourself down to that time frame, mm-hmm. um, but just yeah, just being confident, and saying I won't be responding to you immediately. Um, I will, but I will get back to you. And you know, once you've worked with them for a little bit, they understand because you you are responding to them, and they're confident and they trust you that you say you're going to do what you say you're going to do.
0: So let's talk about a couple of things. With your message bank, what do you reckon is a good message to have on a message bank to control things if you wanna push a phone calls to a message bank?
1: Um, i would probably say, hi, it's Esther from GLC Residential. Unfortunately, I can't take your call at the moment. Um, I'm out of the office on appointments or whatever the case may be. Um, I'm due back in the office at 12 o'clock on Tuesday. And I will go through my messages and I will respond to you as soon as I'm able to or something yep. along those lines.
0: I think a lot of property managers can feel more empowered and more confident when they do, as you said, put a really relevant message. You know, hi, Darren Hunter here. Today is the 3rd of September. I will be out doing appointments and inspections right up to 2 o'clock. Leave your name, a brief message in your phone number, and I, I should return your call before 5 o'clock, if not, Um, I'll I'll get back to you tomorrow. If it's an emergency call, blah, 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 but feel empowered that you can leave a message like that, then don't, you know, feel, um, you know, don't have to feel anxious, you know, that Mm. those calls are then being managed by your, your electronic message bank, um, uh, control. Um, again, That's it's all right. about control, isn't it? It's all about feeling exactly. in control, staying in control. And that, um, I like to say when I'm doing seminars and training property management training, it's all about it, it's someone's agenda is going to be followed. It's either your agenda and your control that okay. you impose onto your owners and your tenants. Or if you don't do that, you are now being controlled and imposed upon by two or 300 sets of different agendas. And that's going to pull you from pillar to post that causes stress. That gives you an absolute sense of being out of control. It makes you feel overwhelmed. That causes burnout, disillusion. And eventually if you don't take control, you are going to leave property management. So mm. uh, another uh, question, um, Another issue, Esther, I think it's good to, to chat about is receptionists and what they say to people yeah. when leaving a message. Now, okay, um, I hear so many times, hi, um, Darren is out at the moment. I'm sorry, Mr. Smith, if I can take a message. I'll get him to return your call when he gets back. But a lot of the time, the receptionist doesn't say, well, Darren, uh, I told the guy that you will give him a call when you get back. Because that isn't mentioned. It's actually just part of this standard dialogue that people see. Mm. The owner now has, or the tenant has an expectation that I'm going to return the call when I get back from my appointment, which might be in an hour's time. So we're actually setting up wrong expectations, which now can turn into stress and possible conflict or upset as well. So um, I think it's, um, you know, what do you think would be a right thing for the receptionist to say, Esther?
1: Um, I think if you know that you're back in the office at, say, 1 o'clock, have the receptionist tell them that you're back at 2 o'clock. They don't know that you're going to be sitting there. That gives you an hour to get back, get yourself sorted from your inspections or whatever you're doing, and then to, again, do some mise en place and go through your emails and your calls and then prioritise them again and do 4Ds with your calls as well, perhaps, you know in a sense. Um, Yeah, so it's just taking that control back. Um, You know, they don't necessarily know what time. If you're back at one o'clock, you say two o'clock. It's the same as when you're meeting a tenant for a final bond inspection, perhaps. You say, "Yep, you can come at 10 o'clock, but you're there at eight o'clock and you've already spent two hours doing it. So, um, yeah, that's something that I would say to the receptionist. Um, Mm. Maybe give them a specific time like that and that gives you... Um, some time to come back and make a few calls um, rather than, you can't call everybody back at one o'clock. Yeah. And the whole point
0: is listen to what the receptionist is telling people, make sure they're not setting up incorrect or wrong expectations Mm. because then you're automatically setting up, Um, you know, possible upset or even annoyance with the client that you you didn't get back to them with the expectation that was given or in even in just inferred on front desk. So really Mm. important there. I reckon we've covered some really, really good things there. Uh, Esther and congratulations on having a zero inbox. Uh, There's not too many property managers out there that can brag that so uh,
1: thank
0: you yeah. and i really admire um you know what you do um so if people want to reach out to you what's yes. the um what how can they get in contact with you if they've got ask any questions or anything like that
1: um well they can email me if they like um pm at or I am also a member of the IGT Inner Circle Facebook page, so you probably see me commenting on that um, from time to time. So you're more than welcome to drop me a you know a message through that avenue. Um, obviously, social media is uh, a big thing nowadays, so it's a lot easier, um, isn't
0: it? But yeah, yeah a good plug for the group. Thank you. But go to our Facebook page, ID IGT inspired growth training go to their like the page go join group you and that's going to get you now to the um the page to uh, join the igt inner circle. And there are three questions you must answer. If you don't answer those, we don't know who you are. We need to check your profile to make sure that you do work in property management. There are some people out there that have malicious intent. They're just um, anti-agent, anti-landlord want to get in. So this is how we screen people to make sure that we're only allowing um, the quality property management agencies into the group. Answer the three questions. We look forward to seeing you in there. Esther, of course, um, is uh, in the group there and um, no doubt you can message her through there too. But Esther, great session today. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being part of this podcast. Remind, remind everybody, we've got our PM Power Time Secrets 101 uh, book available uh, and also how to reduce and eliminate interruptions. Go to pmpowerkeys.com. That's pmpowerkeys.com. Thank you so much, Esther. Thank also. Thanks for having me. To our listeners and our viewers on this podcast, Um, of course, it's available on Spotify, iTunes podcast, and also Podbean. Um, And we have our video version uh, as well that you can be watching. But thank you so much, Esther, and take care, everybody.
1: Thank you and good luck, everybody. Thanks for having me.